Welcome in to the inaugural PHNX Draft Podcast in extension of PHNX Cardinals. I'm Johnny Venerable. He is Bo Brock. And Bo, fired up to be talking about NFL Draft Week with our Arizona Cardinals. You know, it was always going to happen. As encouraged as we were at a, from this team out of the gates, getting a big win against Dallas in Week 3, they're still going to have two top picks in the first round. And, you know, those are finally trending in the right direction, although the results on the field are not great because of that. But we're excited to break down some top prospects that can be making their way onto the Cardinals roster as early as the 2024 offseason. To get everybody up to speed, here are where the Arizona Cardinals at. The updated draft order, the Arizona Cardinals bow pick seventh right now with their own pick. And the Houston's Texan pick, correct me if I'm wrong, pick 11th for the Arizona Cardinals. That's right. That uh, Texans pick, if we're talking real stocks, pretty volatile right now, right? You might want to, uh, if you want them to, they're going to probably fall down the draft board, which is unfortunate for Cardinals fans. Looking at one of the easiest cake schedules in the NFL, CJ Stroud, Johnny, unfortunately, bucking the trend as far as Ohio State quarterbacks go at the NFL level looks solid. Those Texans, you know, they're going to beat up on some bad teams, including the Carolina Panthers coming up real soon. It's unfortunate. For the Cardinals who own that pick, but so far so good. It's in the top 10, but as I said, probably selling that stock, not Monty Osford, but also I'm going to probably buy Cardinals their own pick stock right now. Take it on the Rams. They could enter top five territory as early as this week. Yeah, let's check out our Texans tracker one more time as it relates to where the Houston Texans are and where they could be going. Love to see that loss against Atlanta last week with Desmond Ritter and company. Like, again, do I think this team is going to win the division? Are they going to win the AFC South? Probably not. But they're probably closer, Bo Brock, to a 6-7-8 win team compared to what many thought was the worst team in the NFL this year. Stroud looks exponentially more advanced than both Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson. That's unfortunate for the Cardinals. What's still fortunate, however, is the fact that this team is still going to have a premium first-round pick in a first-round, Bo, that has tons of blue-chip prospects. Like, we thought the 2023 draft was was pretty solid, right? But it was evident the Cardinals Mm -hmm. wanted to double and triple down into 2024 because of the bounty that was available with the blue chips. And that blue chip has to start with Ohio State wide receiver Marvin Harrison Jr., the son of NFL great Marvin Harrison, once of the Indianapolis Colts, into the Hall of Fame. Marvin, to me, projects as a true number one wide receiver, something that you cannot put a price tag on in today's NFL. You want Larry Fitzgerald. You want Calvin Johnson, right? You want Justin Jefferson. This is the prototype. Somebody that can come in and instantly be a number one target for whomever your quarterback is. Hopefully, Bo Brock, it is Kyler Murray, but size, 6'4", explosiveness, Mm. speed, elite hands. This year, you know, he's not playing with C.J. Stroud. He's getting some hospital balls thrown his way. He is overcoming (laughs) adversity with the state of the Ohio State quarterbacks right now, and he is easily the best non-quarterback in this draft. I mean, if you if you just look at his gene pool with Marvin Harrison Jr., uh, he has a bust in Canton. He's he's one of the most productive wide receivers of all time. One of the best duos in quarterback wide receiver tandems between him and Peyton Manning. And you've got the opportunity, Marvin Harrison Jr., being an even more, I guess, well-rounded receiver than his dad was. I mean, his dad was an elite route runner, and he had he had speed to burn coming out of Syracuse way back then. But you've got Marvin Harrison Jr., who you know 
They're throwing this word around way too often, but it sticks with Marvin Harrison Jr. Generational. As you said, he's bigger than his dad. 6'4", he's physical, but he's also got that route running ability. Man, I mean, this is a guy, like you can look at this Arizona Cardinals roster and say, look, they, they might have bigger needs elsewhere, but you, when you have a player, this is where you take BPI. This is where you take a guy like Marvin Harrison Jr. You take the luxury pick of him with your first pick potentially. Marvin Harrison Jr. Is, it feels as can't miss as possible in this draft. A.J. Green, Julio Jones, as I mentioned, Larry Fitzgerald. Like, you know when these guys enter the draft, they're going top five and they're changing the outlook of your franchise. Not only offensively, but what it does reinvigorating football here in the Valley. Like it's taken the baton from what Paris Johnson Jr. is doing as a rookie and what Jonathan Gannon and company have instilled and said, okay, we're going to take it to the next level. The Cardinals, they deserve a player and a prospect like this. And Bo, that's why he tops our Fab Five this week. He does, and if if he if there's any danger of him going to the Bears, and they can other they can ruin another wide receiver quarterback combination, I'm going to be out inside of Hallis Hall, and I'm going to be protesting, and I'm going to have poster board, and I'm going to say, let's save MVH, let's get him into the desert. Yeah. Uh, but also, you know, when you start to look at luxury picks, potentially one that was mistabbed, the luxury pick, Johnny, continuing our Fab Five was the tackle position with Paris Johnson Jr. They looked at the Cardinals' offensive line and they said, hey, they got DJ Humphreys. Then you would say that's even more. So that's that's a little excessive taking a tackle in this year's draft where I say you got to look at the prospect. And Joe Alt from Notre Dame, an absolute just massive human being at 6'8", obviously way over 300 pounds, about 315, just a person mover. That's what he's been doing at Notre Dame for so many years. He continues to do it and show out each and every one of these games, you know, he's got all the awards, all the accolades that you want, but he's a guy that you can book in with Paris Johnson jr. And you can set it and basically forget it as far as your offensive line, no matter who's playing quarterback. But if you've got a, two controllable pieces, your right tackle and your left tackle, and I don't care where Paris goes or where Joe Alt goes, but they're both guys that can just slide into those positions and protect the quarterback and open up running lanes. You got to love what Joe Alt from Notre Dame offers. He's our, number two of our fab five prospects what do you think about all uh, he's one of my favorite players if not my favorite player in this entire draft uh he's a plug and play nfl left tackle he allows the cardinals to do so many things they've had a tough time running left this year you know paris johnson jr has been a star a stalwart on the right side dj humphreys is getting up there in age he's over 30 years old last year of his contract assuming that they don't pick up uh his option for next year he's got all of his guaranteed money pointed to 2023 I believe the Cardinals will lean into the strength of this draft, just like last year. It was a good tackle class last year. Hey, guess what? It's even better in 2024, led by Joel. He's got incredibly nimble feet. He's not a stonewall tackle based off those guys in the past that could only run block, right? Mike McGlinchey came from Notre Dame. He's a good run blocker, not a great pass protector. They they sling the rock now at Notre Dame. They play real big boy offensive football, <laughs> and he is the constant there, has not allowed a sack this year, has been dominant even in their losses I think to me, outside of Marvin Harrison Jr., that's the best case scenario. You make a strength even stronger. Cardinals offensive line is ahead of schedule. But as you pointed out, to have two bookend tackles under cost controlled for the next half decade, protecting probably Kyler Murray, that's how you set up your franchise quarterback for success. And that's how you dominate the trenches like San Francisco and Seattle have shown to be the template in the NFC West. 
So we talk about Joe Ald, and while I believe Marvin Harrison Jr., Joe Ald offensively are the bell of the ball, what about the defensive side of the football? How about Jared Verse out of Florida State, Bull Brock? To me, the top pass rusher right now, like, you know, I don't love ACC football. He <laughs> translates even the mundane ACC conference, right? Two and a half sacks on the season, dominant performances. You turn on Florida State, it looks like an FS, uh, FSU SEC type of defensive line. I mean, explosive, right? Somebody that's plug and play. Cardinals have some solid contributors on the edge, right? We're hopeful B. Joe Gillari can take that next step. Still wondering, like, what's Zayvon Collins' long-term fit with this team? Jared Verse comes in, unquestioned starter from day one. Like, very similar to what they did with Paris Johnson Jr. You don't screw around. This guy is an every-down player in the NFL come 2024, and I believe under the tutelage of Nick Ross and Jonathan Gannon can be a Hassan Reddick S type of pass rusher. 10 to 12 sacks, book it every year, if not more so. Plus, he can play the run, has all the tools to be a successful every down defensive end. Explosive, violent, the bend you want. And as you kind of pointed out, I mean, you can be encouraged by this Cardinals rotation and their pass rush, but nobody has said, hey, this is my job now and going forward for you know right. the foreseeable future. And, and even BJ Ojolari, you, you, we're going to have to see a massive step between now and the end of the season to say, hey, he's a piece moving forward. As, as much as we like him as an SEC ass kicker, you like what you've seen from Jerry Verse. Week one of the college football season, he goes up against LSU and was making plays for the Seminoles, you know, making negative plays. And he just kind of fits. Like you said, I love the Hassan Reddick comp. You know, JG won't ever make a comp ever. But, you know, I think that Jared Verse, you know, a guy that, that's versatile and, and Nick Rollis would know exactly what to do with him. And like now we're looking after after wide receiver, which I believe is, is becoming a premium position. We've, we've looked at two premium positions for sure with the Arizona Cardinals at the tackle position again. And then, of course, at the edge position, the edge rusher ju- position with Jared Verse. I mean, 6'4", 250, that's what you want. And you can add him, plug and play, and he's going to be disrupting NFC West backfields going forward. Next, you know, you start to look at it and you want to kind of continue the, the conversation as far as, you know, premium positions and I think you look at one that was emphasized in the draft but beyond like in 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 the end of day two and the beginning of day three for the Arizona Cardinals they took Garrett Williams they took the red shirt you know because he had the medicals right and hopefully yep. he'll get back on the field this week and then they also found a starter in day three in Keychaw Clark but you continue to add that and you have an opportunity and go in and get maybe what's considered the consensus top corner in the draft I got to put Kool-Aid McKistry out of Alabama on my board Johnny because of what he's able to do he, he's, he's so solid as far as, as a ball hawking corner love what he's what we've seen his ability to get his hands on balls in big moments he doesn't seem overmatched ever since his, his arrival to Tuscaloosa and this is one where you start to look at some need to the Arizona Cardinals secondary has been absolutely just it's it's been exposed and as much as we've been encouraged by Clark and by hopefully Garrett Williams, you know, you look at Marco Wilson, he hasn't proven that he's not expendable and won't uh, continue his career in the near future in another uniform. The Arizona Cardinals need help at the secondary. I think they need a true outside corner, somebody that can be out on an Island. And you know, as much as I like these two young guys, I think McKistry gives you that element. Kool-Aid, to me, you're going to always compare him to what came before, and that was Patrick Sertain, who's been an all-pro level corner with the Denver Broncos, was their CB1 in Alabama. I think that's an unfair comp for him, why I like Kool-Aid a lot. I think actually a pretty good comp for him is a former Arizona Cardinal, Dominique Rogers cromartie Very slight, 
right? And so prototypical press man corner, but you got to worry about, okay, can he come up and stick a man? What you've liked out of Keytrell Clark as a rookie for this Cardinal team is he can play the run. Like, I think Kool-Aid McKinstry is going to dominate the offseason. I think he's going to have a tremendous combine. I think he could run sub 4-3 at the NFL combine when we're in Indianapolis. But you just you have to wonder at the end of the day, is he going to be able to hold up physically? They list him at about 6'1 195. I think he's probably under 190 on a given Sunday in Tuscaloosa. But he's got all the physical tools. Again, can can go and play a Brandon Ayuk in the NFC West. Hopefully a DK Metcalf once upon a time, a Cooper Cup. The Cardinals have been allowing... 100 plus quarterback rating seemingly every Sunday this year, Bo, and they just they just don't have the horses at cornerback. And while I I would still think that Jonathan Gannon and company would like to fortify the line of scrimmage, they're not going to force a pick. They will take a number one corner in a draft class over a number three or four defensive tackle or defensive lineman. And so I think with having two two picks potentially in the top 15, hopefully in the top 10 at the end of the day with Houston, Kool Aid is going to be somebody on their radar potentially to add to that defensive secondary. What about the defensive line, Bo Brock? Because we mentioned Jared Verse. And while like edge rushers in need, nothing, everything pales in comparison to what is happening on the defensive line for the Arizona Cardinals, right? They signed a bunch of Band-Aid free agents. J.J. Watt's gone, right? Zach Allen got a contract in Denver. That's blown up in their face. Where is the Calais Campbell, Darnell Dockett S type of prospect to carry this defensive line into the next half decade plus? Well, I believe it's at the University of Illinois in Champaign, Illinois. Jerzon Newton, who's a phenom, six, two and a half, over 300 pounds, can move lightning fast. The prototypical, if they're running a 4 3, the prototypical three technique. Fletcher Cox, defensive tackle for Jonathan Gannon's defensive line, so desperately missing this piece this year. Like, I like what Dontel Stills has done as a rookie. Mm -hmm. They've got some interchangeable pieces like Jonathan Ledbetter. They do not have a blue chip defensive lineman. And I think Newton, to me right now, is the for sure unquestioned top defensive tackle. Now, would you rather take him probably at the back half of the top 10 or maybe just outside compared to like taking him top five? Yeah, I think so. I don't, he's not Jalen Carter, and I think it would be fair to compare him to Jalen Carter. But I think he's the perfect avenue for the Cardinals to use one of their first two picks on. This is a guy that's going to be a stalwart, and he has a ceiling, Bullbrock, of somebody that can reach seven, eight, dare I say nine sacks as a disrupting three technique. Yeah, can he play like the Javon Hargrave role? Can he play, you know, as you mentioned, like what we've seen from Ledbetter, you know, go from inside to maybe uh, three, four defensive end. They've got those two defensive linemen front sometimes, and, and you could definitely see a guy like Newton being one of those guys out on the field. He projects as a three-down defensive lineman, but we know with JG and Nick Rawls' defense, that's not going to be asked of him, you know, out with the old with with uh, Vance Joseph, who's gassing his defensive linemen for 80 snaps, you know, 70, 80 snaps a game where they're going to keep him, you know, fresh in a rotation. And he's going to be able to show off that explosiveness, that first step that everybody talks about with him playing in Illinois and, and leading the nation interior defensive linemen in pressures. That's what they want to do. They want to be disruptive as possible. And, yeah, see the the results of sacks and hurries and, and, and things like that. And I think Jerzon Newton, you, you add him to the rotation, 
position. You like, like what you said, from stills. You like a nice maybe role player like Ledbetter. But you start to bolster that rotation that was unknown now with guys that are, you know, project to be big-time players for the Cardinals. I love Jerzon Newton right now and how he fits into Nick Rollis' defense going forward. You know, the Cardinals had a lot of luck taking a – front seven player out of Illinois nearly two decades ago in Simeon Rice. Different position, but you know, you're looking at just a guy that can be a game wrecker in Newton, and I love it. Illinois is a big boy program now. They're they're churning out NFL draft prospects and it's time to take note. Every week you got to take note. Johnny and Bo's Fab Five. Those are our top five for this week. A player that we left off, Bo, that is probably in a lot of people's top five overall for this 2024 NFL draft class. Your draft crush, tight end Brock Bowers, <laughs> out of the University of Georgia. Somebody that I like as a player, but it's a point of contention on our show, PHNX Cardinals. I do not believe wholeheartedly that the Cardinals can use either pick on a tight end. I don't care if he's Gronk reincarnated. The expectations of this team, should you draft a Brock Bowers, is he has to be the top one or two tight end in the NFL. And for me, that's unrealistic. This team needs to be hitting doubles, triples, an occasional home run. I think it sends the wrong message to this fan base. You take this kid. And again, that's not a knock on him. It's just the history in the first round of the position, Bob Rock. He's the forbidden fruit of this draft for me. Uh, he's just tantalizing. There he is, you know, making plays at uh, Georgia for a third consecutive season. He did it since he arrived in Athens as a freshman, as a true freshman. He was making plays right away for Stetson Bennett and helping them on their way to championships. Uh, Brock Bowers, so athletic. All the tools you want from a top tight end in the NFL, and you said it. He's got to be, right? He's got to be. He can't miss as they, as they come at the tight end position. But as you pointed out, like, and, and I when I look at Brock Bowers and I see him in a draft and in a mock draft, I, I shy away for the most part. Like I, I know that the needs, there's more pressing needs for this Arizona Cardinals team. But then you look at the film, you look at the playmaking and he just, he elevates any roster he's going to be a part of. So I think that's part of the equation. You, you can't just think of him as, Hey, he's a, he's a tight end. He's just going to, he's going to be the same tree, like the same guys that they have right now. No, he's going to be more of a playmaker than an Ertz. It, that's in the latter stages of his career. He's going to be a playmaker more so than what Trey McBride projects to be, but we're not seeing on a week-in and week-out basis for the Cardinals. He's going to be an absolute problem and mismatch issue for each and every NFL defense. I, I, I almost know that definitively, but the position it should scare people you know Kyle Pitts so far has been a miss when can you really point to a tight end that was taken early that was deemed a successful pick the few and far between so I love I love Brock Bowers I I anytime that you dismer, dis, you know say something about him and slander him I want to beat you but at the same time like he, he deserves notoriety but he is forbidden fruit you can't at this stage in the rebuild take that player in the, in that spot there's going to be a part of the offseason where we, for a small period of time, talk ourselves into the notion of this team taking him because Monty Austin for the GM will be at the pro day, of course, for mm -hmm. Georgia, or they'll have a top 30 workout of him. And we're, and we're just we're all just going to have to hang tight. And because it's a Steve Kime move to take Brock Bowers, it's so far, it's you. not an Austin Ford move. That, dude, that's just spit in my face, spit in Monty Austin Ford's face, like all the goodwill he's created. And you're just going to say, no, if, if they take a tight end in the top 10, I don't care if it's, you know, 
you know, football Jesus out there. You can't do it. You have to be. No, smart if he is, you take him. If if my okay, here's here's where I'll here's where I'll give my blessing, right? If Monty Osfort and Jonathan Gannon, who has a scouting background, Dave Sears, hopefully he's still with this organization because he's going to be become a hot commodity. You know, even in the early uh, stages of his rebuild, if, if they say this is we need this guy, we can't let him slip. If if he falls to us then I'll give my blessing because I, then I need do, them to sit there diligence. at the post draft press conference and say, he can catch a hundred balls in our offense, or he can catch 80 balls in our offense because you, you would have to sell me that he is a tight end slash wide receiver. If he's a traditional tight end, even highlighting him as a, as a, a tight end plus in terms of value and volume in terms of catches, that's not good enough. You have to basically pull a kime and say, I'm going to reinvent the position of off ball inside linebacker with Isaiah Simmons. You'd have to do that with with Brock Bowers and say, we're going to split him out wide. And, you know, we've got Hollywood Brown and, and Michael Wilson, and he's going to be our third receiver or a second receiver. Again, though, to your point, it's the forbidden fruit and the Cardinals are forbidden right now in their rebuild to consider <laughs> him uh, as we transition from Brock Bowers to our mock draft simulator. I am going to share my screen. We're going to do this every single week of the PHNX Draft podcast with our friends at Pro Football Focus. They do a great job with the mock draft simulator. Here we've got it pulled up. I'm going to select the Arizona Cardinals. We're just going to do round one, and we're going to do the Cardinals' first two picks here. So, again, check this out. I'm going to enter the draft here, and we've got it pulled up. Obviously, the Chicago Bears picking first and second. I'm going to start the draft. This Johnny Venerable shows his parents how to use some sort of technology. That's what I feel like right now. That's the vibes I'm getting from you showing the BFF mock draft simulator. Listen, this is it's October <laughs> mock draft simulator. Some people need to be walked through. I'm, I'm going to create this. a tab. I'm going to go <laughs> to the mock draft simulator on PFF.com. No, let's how, see it. Let's how dare you, Bo Brock. Arizona Cardinals, they're seventh on the clock right now. I think the decision is a tough one here. They like Latou out of UCLA. Obviously, though, there are a couple guys in our top ten, or excuse me, our fab five that are still available, Bo Brock. Yeah, who are we feeling? Who are we leaning on here? I think Joe Alt is the the, the point yeah. here. I like Kool-Aid, fine, but Joe Alt to me, we talked about it. Second only to Marvin Harrison Jr. Again, lock it in. You got to feel great about that. Then how about these options right now? Newton's still available. Verse still available. McKinstry. We talked about this on PHNX Cardinals earlier this week. Check it out. The the drive for some of these teams early on, the need to have to take a quarterback, the Cardinals won't have that if Kyler Murray comes back and shows that he's Kyler Murray again. They will reap the benefits of this talent falling down to these two picks, Bo Brock. Yeah, uh, and, and this is this is tough, right? Because you've got probably two positions that have been identified as as premium positions versus interior defensive linemen. So you'd be going off of do you draft the top premium position player prospects or really a need in the interior defensive linemen? Uh, in Newton compared to McKish Kool Aid, I'll just call him Kool Aid. Why would I call him his his last name? Because Kool Aid's <laughs> way cooler. And then you've got uh, and you've got you, you know the the verse from from Florida State like. I, I don't know if, if you're like me. I'm debating between Verse and Newton. What yeah. about yourself? Agreed. Because, again, like this is PFF's ranking, and respectfully with PFF, like we think Newton and Verse are in the same category and above some of these players like Kellen King and and neighbors from, from LSU, who's a nice player. I think, to me, at the end of the day, if Newton shows that he can be that every-down defensive tackle and you feel good about B.J. Ojolari – and Zaven Collins has eight to nine sacks this year and is building on that. The defensive line group, if it's even, 
I'm I'm going with defensive line because it's so bare. The cupboard is so bare right now for the Arizona Cardinals at defensive tackle. Let's do it. Let's build those trenches. Offense and defense. You take Joe Alt seven. You take Newton ten, and the Arizona Cardinals. Their roster just through one round in the NFL draft looks a lot better. They're in a good position now. You think about fortifying the line of scrimmage, Bull Brock allows you to be competitive in the uber competitive NFC West, Seattle, the LA Rams, San Francisco. When those teams are winning, it's with Aaron Donald, right? It's with Trent Williams, right? Seattle took a top 10 tackle last year. He's fantastic. Charles Cross, right? These teams in the NFC West, you can't get cute. It's what the old regime right. would do historically so now you're yeah. in a position in this we'll just mock pay draft. Guy the minimum to to protect our franchise quarterback from joey or from nick bosa it's like come on what are we doing no you invest in that and you invest your premium picks and i don't care if you took you know paris johnson jr sixth overall he either sticks at right tackle or he's been so solid to start his nfl career and then you bolster that like you said create a, st- a strength with joe alt and, and paris johnson jr and then i love what newton can do and, and he could open up some things potentially for that rotation of of edge rushers uh in 2024 this has been the inaugural phnx draft podcast we're going to do it every single week Check out the PHNX Cardinals podcast Monday through Sunday, your definitive Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five-star. For Bulbrock, I'm Johnny Venerable. We'll see you next time. We all silly like the mayor. 